time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview that we have for you today, we're going to set the tone with a little bit of live music. This is Because He Lives. It is performed by Arlington Jones. Sit back and enjoy.
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carlin Nivens, host of Every Heart, Every Woman Radio. I hope you enjoyed that song, Because He Lives, performed by Arlington Jones. Arlington's music is available everywhere, so make sure you look him up and download and enjoy his music. Well, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to Love ministriesbills.org. Get all of the great information about Love Ministries from their website. Well, we are so excited to welcome Sherelle Reed. Sherelle is founder and visionary of Find Your Resilience. Welcome, Sherelle. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. I appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. And thank you so much for spending your time with us in this way. We are so excited. So Sherelle and I are actually meeting today in the studio. We were introduced by a wonderful friend, a mutual friend, Lisa McPhail, right? Yes, absolutely. So we both uh, love Lisa. She's absolutely wonderful. So I thank her for introducing you to us. And uh, I can already tell that you you are just a beautiful, wonderful, bubbly Aww. personality. So I'm very excited to uh, to get to know you and and to have you on the show. Now, uh, Sherelle, first, especially when we have someone on the show for the first time, we really love to hear the backstory. So we would love to know your testimony and why you began found find your resilience. Of course. And uh, first, let me just say that Find Your Resilience is also a 501c3 nonprofit organization that's serving women and girls here in the North Dallas area. Okay. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Backstory to Find Your Resilience. I guess I can start with the name. Mm Mm-hmm. The name, Find Your Resilience. The reason why I uh, I believe God gave me the charge to begin an organization called Find Your Resilience is because, first, I had to be resilient. Mm-hmm. And so the backstory to that is just... Um, Overcoming a lot of adversities in my life that have brought me to the point of where I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want me to go deeper? Yes, I can. yes, okay. yes, yes, absolutely. All right, I'm transparent. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> uh, I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, um, where uh, my grandparents raised me and. I'll give you the shorter version of it. But my grandparents raised me as a result of my parents feeling that they were better suited because my parents had gotten a divorce. Okay. Uh, but as a child, a young girl growing up, you just want to know, why am I not with my mom? Why mm-hmm. am I not with my daddy? Mm-hmm. And so um, I began to uh, kind of harbor some inadequacies, maybe thinking maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Why am I here? And my grandmother wasn't the nice nicest person to me. Okay. Um, so which also aided in me wanting to be with my mother or father. Mm-hmm. Um, just to fast forward a little bit, 
the ministry in all of it was that as I grew up without having my mother and father in the home with me, my mother and father right now, we have a wonderful, tight-knit relationship, but they did what they felt was best for me at the time. So Mm -hmm. I was the one that was dealing with feeling that I was inadequate, although they never felt that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as a result of... uh, Going through life feeling like you're not enough, going through life uh, maybe not having everything you think you might have if you were with your uh, parents Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And then, uh, I don't like to use the word abuse, but then enduring the... uh, treatment that my grandmother gave me, Um, you know, they're from another generation and their disciplines and things of that nature are a whole lot different Mm -hmm. than what we have today. So, Mm -hmm. but back then I did feel that I was not treated in the best Mm -hmm. way. And so what it built in me, which is what I'm so excited about, what it built in me, that whole experience, that adversity and without going into everything, what it built in me was a drive to know that one day I'm going to have kids Mm. and one day I'm going to be there every step of the way with everything that they go through. They're going to talk to me every day, see me every day. And so moving forward, I uh, went off to college at Southern University A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. (laughs) And uh, while there, I became with child. Okay. With my oldest son. And so... uh, Wasn't in the best relationship with the father. We weren't together, and he didn't acknowledge uh, him. Once again, more adversity. Right. And he really did not agree with me moving forward with the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. more adversity. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I made the conscious decision that I would and that I would, you know, I wouldn't hold him responsible. I would just move forward and have my baby. But what I did not know is that my son will be born with a birth defect. He has spina bifida, mm. uh, where he was born paralyzed from his ankle down. And, mm. and and from that, it just brought on a whole lot of health issues for him, but it brought on a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, I think I was 20. Yeah, I was 20 yeah, at was the time, but I'm college. still a baby. Yes. Uh, but I was 20 at the time, uh, single parent, and now I have a parent. I mean, I have a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. And so... And it's going to make sense in a moment. And so his prognosis originally was really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the doctor said that he would never feed himself, never tie his shoes, Mm -hmm. that he was paralyzed. He would never walk. He would never. And so social services came in and was trying to pressure me, actually, to put him in an institution, give him over to the state, allow the Mm. state to take care of him. You can't take care of a kid like this. Mm -hmm. This kid is going to need a lot of care. I was away at college. Uh, I planned on going back to college, living in the married dorms Mm -hmm. with my kid. I did not plan for the disability. Mm -hmm. But once again, the adversity. I didn't plan for it. And so here I am. My parents at that time had moved from the Louisiana area. My father was in Seattle, Washington. My mother was in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I was there alone. But what I had and what I'm getting emotional, what I Mm -hmm. had and what I gained from all the adversity was the conviction to be there for my kids. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. So it was already built in me from the adversity of not having my parents. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, that experience caused me 
to say, hey, I understand what the doctors are saying. I understand what the social workers are saying. I understand that it doesn't look good. But what I'm convicted to do, what I have purposed in my heart to do long before I had kids, was to be there every day for my kid. And so as they tried to pressure me to give him up and things of that nature, I just said no. No, whatever it is, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet this head on. My child will see me every day. Right. And as a result of that, mm. he is 29 years old. He works a full-time job for Bank of America. He wow. drives. He's graduated from college. Mm. All of the prognosis they gave did not happen. Oh, my goodness. But it was my conviction as a result of my adversity to mm-hmm. keep him. hmm that brought me to this point. And so I just thank God for the adversity. Yes. And I thank God for all that I went through because that allowed me to keep my kid. Therefore, being resilient mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. So the backstory is that God gave unto me a ministry to encourage women and girls that you can learn from your past, whether it's mistakes, mm-hmm. whether it's situations that was inflicted upon you without your control. There's a lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. In everything that we go through and that you can use those experiences, whether good or bad, to not shackle you and prevent you from moving forward to your purpose, but rather to catapult you and push you to where it is that you have to go. So when I thought about that ministry, what a better name than Find Your Resilience, because we all have had adversity Mm -hmm. or stick around, adversity is coming your way, Mm -hmm. and that we have, God has given us everything within us to overcome adversity because it didn't come to kill us. It came to make us stronger. It comes to build character in us. And as a result of that, Find Your Resilience was birthed five years ago. Five years ago, okay. And our slogan is learn from the past. Mm -hmm. Live every day to the fullest as Mm -hmm. you pursue purpose. Amen. All right, you preaching. That was a lot, right? <laughs> That was good. <laughs> you are preaching today. Yes. So, I mean, so many of us want to live in shame of our past. We are trying to hide things. We're trying to hide them from ourselves. We're trying to hide them from God. We're trying to hide them from our kids. We're trying to hide them from, you know, family members and people that are supposed to be close to us. Right. And we're going through all of these um emotions silently dealing with things in our heads you know um causing all of this grief even with our um even with our health absolutely because we we aren't you know looking at our past and saying number one lord thank you for that and now let me use that to bless someone else absolutely yeah absolutely it's all worthwhile it is all worthwhile that man okay so I'm excited now because <laughs> as the listeners are learning, I'm learning about finding your resilience myself. So I'm excited. So, you know, um, I was thinking about forgiveness. Yes. Because I, I can just imagine that after hearing your testimony, there was a road to forgiveness. And forgiveness is a part of being Resilient and forgiveness is a part of not allowing your past to um, cause you to shrink away in shame. You've got to face it. Yeah. So, what part of for what part did forgiveness play? 
forgiveness played a part, and I'll, and I'll be transparent, forgiveness really clicked with me. I believe I, uh, well, first of all, I told you about the adversities with my parents, and then mm-hmm. I overcame it. But let me just be real. Mm-hmm. I had an issue with both of them. Yeah. You know, I had issue with that they weren't there. I had issues that I didn't have them. My father went on to have other kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were there. Mm -hmm. And my mom had another kid, and he was there. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really dealt with that thing about being upset and angry and resentful toward them for not being there. Mm-hmm. You know, when I fell down at school, I couldn't go home and tell mom I scratched my leg, someone right. did me wrong, this happened. I, 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 my grandmother just didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, get up and just keep moving, mm-hmm. you know. So right. I had, I didn't have that sounding board that I felt in my mind that my if I had my parents, I could go to them with this. I found myself fighting a lot of bal- battles by myself mm-hmm. as a kid that I should have never had to deal with. So there was a lot of resentment toward my parents. And so uh, I think forgiveness for my mom came a lot sooner because she was such the grandmother to my kids that I wanted her to be as a mother to me. Mm -hmm. And so, but I would tell this testimony, and I'm going to be honest, I would tell this testimony, and just as I did today, and I would thank God for that uh, experience that allowed me to keep my kid, because I was young. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a place to live. Mm -hmm. So it would have been easy for me to sign him over, especially when you have medical professionals telling you, you can't take care of a kid like this. Mm -hmm. And so I've always thanked God for the experience that I had, because had I not had it and had the strong conviction, who knows? what decision I would have made. I already told you his father was out the picture. Mm -hmm. And so one day I was telling that testimony to someone, and I can tell you it was in October of 2013. Okay. Now, I felt like I had forgiven my parents. We had gotten a better place, but the true forgiveness Mm -hmm. came when God arrested me as I told this same story to someone. And God said, you cannot praise me for the experience and then hold hostage the people I use to cause the experience. Mm. You can't do it. Hmm. You can't say, God, thank you for me feeling abandoned and feeling that I needed to be there for my kids, but have something against the ones that per se abandoned you, in Mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm grown now. I've talked to my parents. I know it wasn't that. They did everything with the best intention for me. Right. But, um, forgiveness had to come. And when I, it was like an aha moment. The light bulb came on. The light came. From that point, any resentment or any remnants of me still feeling that way toward my parents immediately erased. Okay. Immediately erased because I got it. Mm -hmm. I got it. God uses people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, in order to bring experiences in your life, because the Bible says that we overcome by the words of our testimony. Yes. If there's no test, there's no testimony. Mm-hmm. How does the test come? It just doesn't fall out the sky. Mm-hmm. God uses people. Right. And so if I'm going to believe that my steps have been ordered by God, then I have to forgive those in that whole equation. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You speaking a word now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that you said that it was a kind of a light bulb moment um, because that frees people up to not wrestle 
with forgiveness and not go back and forth right. with it. Um, we can struggle for years and years and years with forgiveness. Yes. And the person that is shackling is us. Us. Forgiveness is for you. It's yes. not for the other person. Yes. Yes. So that's good. So that 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 kind of builds our faith that it can be a moment where the Lord can speak a word, we can hear it, we can take it in, forgive, let let it go for us, not for the people. Um and I also like what you said about the testimony. Where's the testimony supposed to come? <laughs> right. Everybody want a testimony. But nobody but wants want the trials. Test. Yes. Right. I don't want them either. So <laughs> I know. Me I get it. But but the Lord is doing a bigger work, you know, for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And and were it not for your upbringing, you know, you would not be blessing other women like you are. Amen. I believe that. I believe because people want to feel that they don't want to know what you heard or what mm-hmm. you've learned or mm-hmm. what you've read. They want to know what have you gone through yes. because if you have not walked in my shoes, and, and, and you know, I believe that there are things. I'm an instructor by trade, mm-hmm. so I teach. Mm-hmm. You know, So I know we can learn a lot from reading and things of that nature, but it's not until you put your hands on it and go through it yes. and feel it, that the testimony is authenticated mm-hmm. to the degree of helping someone else overcome. Yes, yes. And so that's why uh, the Bible says that um, we overcome by it. Yes, We overcome yes. by the testimony. Because yes. guess what? If God did it for her, he's going to do it for me. Or he can do it for yes. me if he desires yes, yes, to do yes, it yes, for me. Yes, yes, yes. And um, if we live life from that standpoint, forgiveness is easy. Because I can't have unforgiveness harbored in me when mm-hmm. I know that God has something more for me to do. And God right. has something for everyone Everybody. to do. Mm-hmm. If you woke up this morning yes. breathing, yes, yes, God yes. has something more for yes. you. Yes. And so therefore, we, we we don't have, I always say, I don't have space in my life for unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. I, there are just some conversations that don't belong in my life. There's just some attention that I, that I can't give to certain things because of where God has me going Mm -hmm. and so forgiveness plays a large part because guess what you're going to forgive someone and guess what they're going to mess up again because you mess up every day and i don't know i know god forgave me right you've known me for what 10 minutes (laughs) i've known me for almost 50 years and you can believe god has forgiven me over and over and over again so there should be no place for unforgiveness yes and if we trust god then we'll look for the lesson and whatever goes on yes so look for the lesson in whatever goes on I like that Mm -hmm. that's something that we can take into 2020 and keep repeating that to ourselves Mm -hmm. okay this test happens what is the lesson in it yes how can I use this as a part of my testimony how can I share about the goodness of God to someone else and then how can I use this as an opportunity to to forgive right you know to let let some things go i i started talking to my husband the other day i was like what is the what is the secret to true happiness and he said just that don't harbor anything 
let everything go immediately. Yep. Let everything go immediately. Then you can continue on in life with the joy that God desired for you to have. Yeah. So, okay, I know it's about time for us to take a break, but I want I want to know some of the things that you teach ladies um, to get to the place of freedom and wholeness because you have such a wealth of knowledge. And so I'm, I'm very excited, but y'all, y'all going to have to come back after the break. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Well, welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are talking with Sherelle Reed. Uh, She is the founder and visionary of Find Your Resilience. Thank you so much, Sherelle, for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm enjoying it. Wonderful. So glad that you're enjoying it. And we have to, of course, give another shout out to Miss Lisa McPhail for introducing us. Hopefully, Lisa will be back. Back on the show uh, very soon. She is, she, my voice is going on me. She <laughs> is um, a great friend of the show and, and one of our favorites. So we're so excited. But Sherelle, so we are finding out all of the information about Find Your Resilience. And Find Your Resilience is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Yes. And um, I would like to know, and I know our listeners are wondering, what what are the things that you are teaching um, women to be able to get to the point of freedom and wholeness? I would think one of the main uh, goals is for every woman and girl to learn to embrace their authentic self. Okay. We live in a society where it's all about what it looks like on the outside. Right. It's all about what it's perceived. Mm-hmm. It's all about this should be right, this should be right, this is wrong. But who are you in all of that? Mm-hmm. Once you can embrace who God made you. I I, I have strengths, but I have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And now some areas I'm weak in, I wish I was strong in, but at the end of the day, I'm me. And I have to get to a point where I embrace my authenticity, who I am created to be. Once I embrace who I am, my flaws and my strengths and Mm -hmm. the things I do well, then I can move forward free to make the necessary changes for those areas that need improvement. I'm not saying our flaws should just be who we are. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. we can work on our flaws. There's always room for improvement in everyone. But I'm talking more of the state of the mind or the state of the heart, accepting you where you are. Okay, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm 25 pounds overweight Hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's. That's where I am. But I'm I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do, make the necessary changes to become a better me. But I have to look in the mirror and accept me as I am. Mm -hmm. Because if you fall into uh, living someone that you're not, you can only do that for so long. Right. 
I can't beat being Sherelle. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm Sherelle every day. I'm going to hit it 100%. Right, right. But if I become being maybe Monique or Shaniqua or mm-hmm. whoever it is, because I like her style, I, I love the way she do things, mm-hmm. and I begin to uh, wear a mask or become someone I'm not, mm-hmm. the longevity of that is short-lived. Right. So the first step to even finding your resilience is embracing your authenticity mm-hmm. and realizing your strengths recognizing your weaknesses and working on and making the necessary changes to be the best you yes. you can be. Yes. And it's it's a work in progress. Right. We never arrive. We never arrive. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I as I'm listening to you, I often think I know the Lord loves me when he as I recognize the people that he sent in in my life. Mm-hmm to do life with. These are the people that I'm in community with and their strengths are my weaknesses. And so I can look at them and listen to them and watch them and how they make decisions. And I'm, I'm obsessed with how people make decisions because I think my brain thinks this way, but your strengths are something else. So tell me, you know, how you decided to do that. And then I can start building my my weaknesses and I just think Lord thank you that you brought that person into my life that you know they accept me for who I am and my strengths and my weaknesses I accept them for who they are and we're learning from each other you know and we're we're building up each other and uh, I love it when I realize that somebody has this great strength, but it's my weakness. And I think the Lord loves me because he, he sent that person to me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because it's almost like pieces of the pie. Yes. That's a piece that's missing. So as we become interdependent on each other. See, we live in a society where women, we want to be independent. You know, Beyonce has the song, I like it too. I dance mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the true power is when we are interdependent on each other because we can cover all bases. Yes. Because... I don't want to be average at a at a bunch of stuff. There are some things that I need to be above average in mm-hmm. and someone else be above average in the things that I'm not. And mm-hmm. all together, when we put it together, now we have the whole pie. Yes. We have the whole pie. Yes. And so leaning on your sisters and recognizing, uh, like you said, when you recognize where your weaknesses are and you can pull strength from the other person, mm-hmm. uh, that's a, that's how God designed it. Yes. So, and I know that for Find Your Resilience, I know that you're building community for women who are who are living this life of I am resilient, I am becoming resilient, you know. So tell us about the community part of Find Your Resilience. So what we do is we, and once again, knowing the strengths and weaknesses, there Mm -hmm. are some programs that Find Your Resilience puts on, but there are a lot of organizations that's already doing it and Mm -hmm. doing it big, and we're big at partnering with whatever is already going Mm -hmm. on. So what we like to do is just get out in the community and be girlfriends. Mm. We started, we're launching something right now called The Hood. 
Okay. The sisterhood. Okay. And so it's where people all over the country can come together with us in social media once a month to discuss things that are important to women, uh, issues, or it could be a good recipe, mm-hmm. you know, women things. Yes. And so because we believe that there is strength in the hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And take and letting your hair down and just being you. Yes. And we have to learn to accept people as they are, but believe that God is going to bring growth. Yes. You know, we judge mm-hmm. when there's no place for judgmental mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. where I am, I haven't always been and I haven't right. gotten to where I'm going. Right. So life is a process. And as individuals, we can't forsake our process. Mm-hmm. We can't forsake and think, oh, my goodness, I did that. I'm so disqualified right. from being a role model, disqualified from the call of God on my life, disqualified from making an impact. No, mm-hmm. the very thing you think disqualifies you actually turns out to qualify exactly. you. Exactly. Because it's those things that build that character, that builds that testimony, that mm-hmm. builds that know-how in us, and that's how we move forward in life. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think so many times we're looking at other people and we're thinking, they are more polished, more experienced, so they're the leaders. Let them go. You know, I'll just sit back here in the back. Yeah. When the Lord is saying, no, I have called you, named you, you know, given you gifts and graces, and I need you to step up. Yeah. I need you to do your part. And your gift <laughs> is needed. Yes. You know, and, and in social media, it, it just has us, uh, has a false perception right. out there. Because in my social media, I can present myself, my family, every, however I want to. Right. You know, you would have to get to know me to know me and I and I can just give a quick uh, example. I had a young lady. Uh, she reached out to me. She said, "Oh, Miss I just love your family. Um, you travel so much, and you you don't have any. You have good kids, mm-hmm. and blah blah. You know." And she was going on, and I said, "Well." Uh, she said, I try to get my husband to be like your husband. And I try Uh-oh. to get my husband to do things like you guys do things. But he always gives me a hard time. And first I said, uh, don't you have a child that's like five? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but I see you guys doing it. I said, when my kids were young, mm-hmm. I was home. Right. You know, I, I was home. And I said, and you said my kids are perfect. And you think I'm going to put the bad stuff on Facebook? No, we are normal family. We mm-hmm. have ups. We have downs. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at what you see in social media or you look at what people are willing to show and they don't have to show everything right you know and you put them on a pedestal where they're not trying to be right then you somehow discredit who you are right right when you don't understand we're on an even playing field (laughs) if god gave me this gift but god gave you a gift Mm -hmm. that i may not have right and so like you said somehow sometimes we seep in the background and we don't come forward no matter how much god is tugging on us because we look and we think that person Mm -hmm. has arrived. Mm -hmm. It's not the person that's saying, hey, I'm here, you're there. No, we perceive it to be so. And what we don't understand is that we're shackling ourselves. Mm -hmm. Get Mm -hmm. out there. We need to hear what you have to say. We need need you to walk in what God has given you. It could be a matter of life or death for someone else. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Sherelle. You are preaching today. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about um, purpose and meaning in life, because I know that is one of the one of the main staples or or things that find your resilience is teaching um, women, and I know that's a part of being in the sisterhood. Let us all find our our purpose in life, and. You are teaching women, I believe that you're teaching women, look at your past, see what the Lord has done, and let's find, after after we get to the point of, you know, freedom and wholeness, let's find our purpose in life from from our past. Can you can you share with us more about that? Yeah, I get that. Que- I get a question all the time. What if I don't know what my purpose mm-hmm. is? So the first thing I'm going to encourage first of all pull away and spend some time with God mm-hmm. <clears throat> because if you give your attention to him he will eventually begin to peel back the onion of what yes. your overall purpose is mm-hmm. a lot of times when we pull away and meditate we begin to reflect mm-hmm. as you just said on some things that we've gone through that maybe we didn't give as much attention to to realize you know what if I wouldn't have gone through that I wouldn't have made this decision mm-hmm. and Maybe I can help someone else who's going through the same thing. So I would say, first of all, first and foremost, seek God for direction on what your purpose is. But I always say that thing that you will do, even if you didn't get paid for it, Mm -hmm. your purpose is wrapped up in that. Yes. Because God uniquely gifts us and innates us with abilities. Yeah, I can go out and learn how to build a building. But there are some people, do you know that that thing comes so naturally to them that they can see architecture, how to put things together? Mm -hmm. I have two friends that are very, very creative. And so we oftentimes talk about making things. So for me, my head is about to blow up because what they're talking (laughs) about making, I would say it would take me a year to do that. And they're like, girl, we could do that this weekend. It just takes two seconds Mm -hmm. because that's natural to them. So your purpose, why why wouldn't a holy, gracious, and loving God wrap your purpose up into the things that he has gifted you Mm -hmm. naturally to do Mm -hmm. and be. Mm -hmm. If you are naturally a talker or someone, a public speaker, I promise you your purpose is going to be wrapped up in that. Mm -hmm. If you are natural, if you naturally have an ear for music or things are creative, your purpose somehow will be wrapped up in that. And so then we want to lean on God for him to direct Mm -hmm. our paths and order our steps to get there. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I think all the time, every time, every time I'm tempted to stray from the path mm-hmm. that the Lord has set for me. And I spend a lot of time in meditation. So like you said, a lot of time in meditation. Mm-hmm. I think that is the secret yes. of my life. And women always come up, ask me what the secret is. And I say, <laughs> I pull up some worship music on YouTube and I lay down, I be still I pray, and then they they are like, "Well, no, that's not the secret. Tell me the real secret." Yeah, and I'm like, like it's "Honestly, that is yeah. the secret. You have to pull away. You have to pull away." And I can't, I can't be Carla Nivens without spending time with my Lord and Savior Jesus Absolutely. Christ. You know, Absolutely. I'm the worst. I can be Carla Nivens, but it's a bad version. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna catch me on a bad day if I haven't spent time. <laughs> yes. 
My husband like, you need to go lock yourself in the prayer closet. What is going on with you? <laughs> yes. So meditation is huge. And then when I'm ever tempted to jump ship early and, and do something else, I here are the things that I honestly think. Who is my mom? Who's my grandma? What did they instill in me? Mm-hmm. What have I been doing since, you know, since I was a kid that I love to do and like you said, would do it all the time? Don't, you know, don't don't straight. So if the things that I want to jump ship to do don't line up with that, I say, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with stay on the path that the Lord has has for me. I think those thoughts all the time. Yeah. Just to kind of do a little check and just to kind of keep myself calm and because we're always thinking, well, when am I going to arrive? When am I going to arrive? When am I going to arrive? You have arrived. Yeah. Yes. The just Lord is leading you. Yes. Stay on the path. The Lord is leading you. You have arrived. Yeah. You know, don't don't jump ship early. And so some some women, Sherelle, I there, there are some women who are who come up to me to talk to me. It was one lady. She was about 70, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she said, I believe that I just now figured out my purpose and meaning in life. You know, she can cook. And so she was talking about doing some cooking lessons on YouTube. And I just spent time encouraging her because I thought, what? Even I need to look at YouTube, and I consider myself a a good cook. I enjoy cooking, but let me tell you, if a 70-year-old grandmother is going to share all of her secrets on YouTube, I'm going to tune in. (laughs) You got my attention. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to cook, too. Yes. So I feel like it's never too late for you to start on your purpose in life. It's never too late for that light bulb to go off. Never too late. Yeah. Never, ever, ever too late because, and you hear that, I'm too old to start. I'm too old to go back to school. I'm Mm -hmm. too old. My mind don't work. I can't, I don't have time to learn this and learn that. You always have time for what your purpose Mm -hmm. is. And you have, no matter how old you are, you have to feel and you have to believe that the steps that got you to that point were necessary to fulfill that purpose. Right. After 70 years, I know she she may make a killing. Yes. You know, she can bottle that up and yes. sell it. That's what I you told know? her. And so, no, it's never too late for you to walk in purpose because if I impact one life, mm-hmm. If I if, if if there's something I can do or say that'll cause one person not to jump off the ledge. Right. My purpose has been fulfilled. Right. right. So it's not about platforms and being on certain levels. If God has that for you, he will generically do it. Mm-hmm. But it's about believing it that your purpose is in one on one impact mm-hmm. even. Yes. Someone may have been so down that they may have been contemplating suicide and you may have seen them in the store and just decided to compliment them on their shoes. And that turned them all the way around. That's yes. why we have to be in tune with God and spirit led. And when God lays something on your heart to do, to say that we 
get to a point where we're going to walk out and do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joyce Meyer said that. Do it afraid. Yes. That's yes. me. I'm yes. doing this afraid me today. Too. <laughs> but you have to make a decision to do it afraid yes. because fear paralyzes us. Yes. So I say to answer that question again, it's never too late. No matter yes. how old you are, just start it. It starts with sitting down, coming up with a name, mm-hmm. coming up with what colors you like, coming up with a slogan, coming up for this uh, this particular season, lady, what recipes do I want to give? Right. Because 70 years, she have many Man. recipes. What do I want to start? Yes. Maybe I'll do my gumbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll do my famous pasta, my famous green beans, or whatever it is. Yes. But it starts. But if you never start, how can you get closer? Right. If you never, if you, if God has given you a book, if you never sit down and at least outline the book, mm-hmm. which I, ouch. <laughs> if you never, you know, I've outlined it, but you know, life happens. But yes. you have to start somewhere. Yes, yes. Because in starting, you're in motion to it. And I can't tell you the times when I've looked back and said, hey, if I would have done one chapter a month, I would be done. Done by now. With the mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. So don't, I always tell women and girls, don't live life eating the whole pie. Yes. Take it yes. one bite yes. at a time. Yes. Because if I look and say, hey, I want to write a book, and a book is like 29,000 words, mm-hmm. right? If I just keep saying I want to write a book and I'm looking at 29,000 words, it's looking kind of hard to sit down and find time to do it. Right. But if I say I want to do a chapter for 1,500 words, I've been in school before. I've got, you know, I've mm-hmm. gone to college and graduated. So I know I can do a paper because if that deadline was tomorrow or I'd, or I'd fail that class, mm-hmm. I'd find I'd some time to sit down and get it done. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement when it comes to your purpose, first of all, age doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Age doesn't matter. I would say take it one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, just design the logo. Right. Just right. think about what colors you want. Just, right. I, before Find Your Resilience became Find Your Resilience, I always already had a notebook of programs mm-hmm. and, and events that I would love to put on for women. And we're five years in, and I have not tapped all of those right. programs yet. Right. So I would say just start. Mm-hmm. And then in purpose in your life to do a little bit more on this day. I live by planners. Okay. If I don't have a planner, I'm kind of lost because mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back to the planner. And you don't make the mark all the time, but having a blueprint helps. Yes. So take it one one step at a time, yes. one day at, at a time, yes. one element of your purpose at a at time. At a time, yes. And you'll eventually get there. I, I can say, I, w- I want to speak to writing a book because I just finished a book oh. uh, last October, True Leaders with Heart is what it's called, and it's weekly meditations for leaders. And honestly, everybody asks me, well, how did you write a book? First of all, I didn't know I was writing a book while I was writing it. Oh. I was writing meditations. Yeah. I was just writing weekly meditations. And journaling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I've already said that is my secret. So that's what the Lord chose mm-hmm. to you know to put in the book so you know as as you're thinking okay I want to write a book you know listeners 
think about what it is you can use and just start writing for yourself. Yeah, and it doesn't all have to make sense right now. Mm-hmm. Just get it out because yes. you have so much in you that you just have to get out on yes. the paper. Yes. And then you can come back and organize it and you'll yes. be surprised. Yes. We need to hear those stories. Yes, then your we, book will be done. Yeah. You know, yes. So, Sherelle, tell us how we can get in contact with you. Oh, you can contact me in all social media at Find Your Resilience. Okay. So that's Facebook, that's that's Facebook, that's Instagram, as well as Twitter. We're okay. kind of building that Twitter there. Okay. Um, and our website is findyourresilience.org. All right. And yeah. And so I've been to your website already. There's a lot of wonderful information, beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. It's so nice and welcoming and friendly on, on the website. So I want everybody Thank to you. get on social media, follow you, and go to your website, findyourresilience.org. Very yes. Good. yes, 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 yes. So, and I know that in 2020, you're going to have a lot of things coming up for women. And it will be great for women to reach out to you and find their community and find your resilience. Absolutely. Yes. I have one event coming up. Okay. And uh, I have an event coming up called Purpose, Perspectives, and Pajamas. It's a pajama party for women on March 14th. Okay. Just follow me on social media. We haven't released it. We will be releasing it by the weekend. Okay. And so we'll have the flyers out there on the website. Uh, Register, come out, and and chill with us. All right. All right. Well, everybody, (laughs) go to social media and find out more information about that. That is wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Carla. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org for all of the great information. We want you to have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. 